Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Big U.S. tech companies are ditching their European offices, and investors have taken Tesla's stock down a peg. Plus, childcare costs in the U.K. have become a crisis for families. We'll look at the impact. It just doesn't seem like the government are doing anywhere near enough about it, and all the while the birth rate is dropping. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. American technology companies have been expanding for years. Now, they're shrinking, or at least their office spaces. Sources tell the FT that top tech names like Alphabet, Meta, and Salesforce are looking to abandon leases in London and Dublin. And Amazon and Microsoft have put their London expansion plans on hold. It's all about cost-cutting right now. Tech giants are adjusting to a cooling global economy and drop in the value of their shares. The empty office space will add to a pretty big headache for landlords. Commercial real estate values have tumbled on both sides of the Atlantic because of rising interest rates and people continuing to work from home. British families took to the streets this past autumn to protest the cost of childcare. Childcare in the UK is the most expensive in the world. That's according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. Parents spend up to two-thirds of their weekly take-home pay on out-of-home care for toddlers. And availability for childcare is shrinking. The FT's consumer editor, Claire Barrett, investigated her country's child care crisis and devoted an entire episode of her Money Clinic podcast to the issue. She joins me now. Hi, Claire. Hi, Mark. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you too, Claire. So what are child care costs like for British families? Well, Mark, it's a total nightmare. Three quarters of parents, according to a recent survey, are spending more on their monthly childcare bills than on their mortgage or rents. Now, while school, when your child reaches the age of five, is free if they go to a state-run facility, the care up till then at nurseries, preschools, parents have to pay for. Now, there's no financial support at all for the under twos. If you're on a very low income, you can get some help when your child celebrates their second birthday. But for most parents, you've got to wait until your child is three before you get any assistance from the government. And then it's not really very much money. Wow, that that does sound like a nightmare. So you and your team went and investigated a little bit more into why costs are so high. Where did you go and what did you find? Yeah, well, we went to visit a preschool in North London called Little Jewels. It's a relatively low-cost childcare facility. It's attached at the back of a church. There's a big open room with about 30 to 40 children and six or seven staff. They're all in different groups. One group of 10 kids is singing along with two staff members. One kid is on his own making a big cake out of Play-Doh. And another group is eating fruit with another staff member. We spoke to the manager of this preschool. Her name is Vlora Afiri and I have been working here for the last 16 years. Arifi says her costs have risen across the board. They've had to raise fees, but one of the toughest things is finding staff. Due to some choosing to work in a retail shop as they prefer um, 
to do an easier job rather than work with children that is not paying as much as a retail job because working with children as well as being such a wonderful job and such a, a proud job to do at the same time it's very challenging and part of the reason wages are so low is because of the way government funding for nurseries works you see mark here in the uk parents of children over the age of three years old get government funding for 30 hours of childcare per week per child now that funding goes directly to the childcare center or preschool but it's not enough to cover wages. We are paid only £6 something per hour, which obviously that's not even the minimum wage of uh, a staff member's pay. That is insanely low. Like, how can someone survive on that salary, Claire, unless they're living at home or, or, or living off someone else's salary? Well, the facility has to top it up so that it is the minimum wage. But to do that, they've got to get the parents who are paying for more care to cross-subsidise the ones who are getting those free hours. And the thing is, during COVID, the government only gave out funding for places that were actually being occupied by children. And because so many children were kept out of nurseries during that time, the nurseries found themselves with way less government support. Wow. So... Right now, Claire, how are parents coping with the rising cost of childcare and the shortage of childcare facilities? What kind of impact is all of it having on them? Well, it's having a massive impact, and I have to say an outsized one on women who tend to do more of the primary care. Now, I spoke to one mother who was coming to the end of her maternity leave. Her name is Jess. What are you monkeys doing? She has got a three-year-old daughter, B. And she told me that when B was one, her maternity leave ended and she planned to go back to her job at a charity. But then she calculated that she would have to spend almost all of her £30,000 a year salary on, guess what? The cost of childcare. So the only alternative she felt she had was to cut her working hours. One of the reasons that we agreed I'd go back part-time is because I'm kind of in the sweet spot where I pay minimal tax. I haven't quite hit that student loan repayment threshold yet. So I'm kind of like maximising my income from that respect um, and obviously greatly reducing my childcare cost. But it's a sacrifice for her own personal career ambitions. I really love having the time with my daughter, but actually really love my job as well. Um, And I think I probably I'm quite maybe angry or hold some resentment about that because um, I feel like I don't have any other choice. So women have to make some really tough career choices. That's something I know women in the U.S. also have to deal with. Are there other effects of unaffordable childcare? Unfortunately, yes. Now, another person who we interviewed on Money Clinic is Jolie Brearley, who runs an organisation called Pregnant Then Screwed. Brilliant name. That's the group that you heard at the top of the show who organised that protest march. One of the most devastating findings is that in a survey we did with 1,600 women who had terminated a pregnancy in the previous five years, almost two-thirds said childcare costs were a factor in their decision. I mean, that that is devastating. And one in five said that childcare costs were the main reason that they had an abortion. It's just a truly horrific 
statistic, Mark, isn't it? I mean, I had to take a moment after we recorded that interview with Jaylee and just go outside and have a little cry, frankly. I mean, one in five people, these are children that were wanted. And for financial reasons, it just hasn't been possible. Then you've got the parents who we spoke to on the podcast who've had a child, but now their finances are absolutely up against it. It's just a really awful situation. And for the amount of pain and hurt that it's causing, it just doesn't seem like the government are doing anywhere near enough about it. And all the while, the birth rate is dropping. Incredibly important topic to be reporting on right now. Thank you so much, Claire. Thanks for having me on. Claire Barrett is the FT's consumer editor. She hosts the FT's Money Clinic podcast. Special thanks to the FT's Persis Love, who helped produce this segment. We'll include the link in the show notes to the whole episode that Money Clinic did on the cost of childcare in the UK. Before we go, Tesla's market value has fallen below ExxonMobil's for the first time since 2020. Analysts say the flight from Elon Musk's electric car company to big oil is part of a wider pivot. Investors are turning from growth stocks like Tesla to value stocks like commodity producers. Exxon and other oil companies have enjoyed record profits this year because of high oil prices. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because this trend is one we've seen before. The shift to value is one that investors often make during economic downturns. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.